0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of our new show, Nerd Jack. Cinematalk, mining the very depths of the internet in search of budget cinematic adventures for the greater good of mankind. I'm Dennis data collection Burkett joined by Ryan. Where do I buy those ladders and Dyer and Adam? This pagoda will self-destruct in five seconds. Burkett this week's movie that we're discussing, um, is the 2007 Cinematic Adventure, Dead or Alive. And if that title sounds familiar, it's probably because you played the video game because nobody saw the movie. With the exception
1: of the last three.
2: Yeah, I don't even remember, because this came out when I was in college. It definitely would have been something I was into. I don't remember it being advertised. No, I don't either. And just so
0: we're clear on what this show is going to be, each week, or, or it's going to be bi-weekly, correction, each, every other week we will go on a cinematic adventure and discuss the film, usually it's going to be something kind of um, full of tropiness or like, they probably got a theatrical release, but then it, it for some reason isn't very well known or is just kind of known as being a goofball film. Yeah. So I vaguely remember stuff. You would dig through the bins at Walmart and go, Oh look,
1: yeah. I vaguely remember this being advertised just but though be I'm a seminify, cine, cinephile, cinophile And Careful. so I
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's Cinephile, everyone. Cinephile. Um I vaguely remember this being like previews for this, but I still don't remember much about it and I couldn't tell you, I I I didn't go see it, uh
2: So yeah. So um, I've been familiar with the Dead or Alive video game franchise. Like it's always kind of been there, but to me, so when it first started out, it was basically just a 3D fighting game. Uh, It had a little more girls in it than um, what you're used to, but it was mostly like a cross. It looked like it wasn't differentiating itself enough. From Virtual Fighter or Tekken. So as the years went on, they and technology improved. Uh, they made the, so the graphic models uh, got better. So then they were like, okay, so here's how we get people to play these games. We'll, we'll promote heavily on Xbox and make sure the girls look lifelike. And they, I think and by lifelike
0: say, you mean we're going to spend ninety percent of our a- animation budget on boob uh, jiggles.
2: Yes. <laughs> See, I.
1: So it did come out for Xbox. Okay, I remember. I thought it came out on the on the Xbox. You know, back uh, back in the day, but I didn't want to say for sure in case I was wrong. So.
0: Yeah, my actually my first being aware of, the, of this franchise was Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Which yeah, I, extreme which I extreme think, beach volleyball. Which I th- and then they had, didn't they have a golf game or maybe I'm thinking no, there's just a game called Outlaw Golf. I don't think there was. Yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> but it was the same kind of concept. Just scantily clad women playing sports.
2: Yeah, it was. So, this is when they made the change to being like a, an Xbox branded franchise in 2003 with Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. So, what they did was just take all the female characters um, from the franchise, and then somehow Zach has his own island, and so that's where the volleyball comes into play. And. Yeah. Uh, this is jumping like way ahead, but that one volleyball scene in the movie, the reason why Zach is the announcer is that is because that was like the height of extreme beach volleyball and he was one of the main characters of it. So that's why he hops on the mic cuz he's like barely even in the movie, but he's just kind of like pervy the whole time and then Yeah, he, oh, he's the After,
0: Have any of you guys seen the Amazon series The Boys?
2: Yeah.
1: Is he A-Train?
0: Uh, that's what I was going to ask you, is that A-Train?
1: I don't know. Hang
0: on. Let me let me do a little bit of research on this. Okay,
1: while well, you're doing
0: that research, yeah, the, the um, yeah, the <sighs> I've never played a Dead or Alive game until recently, about a year or two ago. Adam yeah, we I, played the
2: Dead or Alive Five. Was uh, they went
0: to a free model, a free to play yeah. model on PS3, and it is a, it is honestly a great game.
2: Yeah, it's like um, the movement. Like so the combos is like self-intuitive. It's like what you want in a fighting game, where it's easy to pick up and play, but hard to master. And the arenas where I thought were done really well, and the way that you can break through stuff, and there's like different uh, platforms and different like parts of the stage. So it feels like like the best 3D fighting game I've played. Granted, I haven't played one in a while.
0: Yeah, destructible environments and stuff like that. That's and-
1: kind of like that's and. So after quick research it is not the same actor that okay,
0: plays Okay g- they must be cousins.
1: Maybe. Um so remember the like was it the original Mortal Kombat like when you could like knock people off like uh the, the side of the map and or knock them through the floor was yeah, that like, the first destroyable environment?
0: Yeah that's the way that this Dead or Alive 5 yeah. free to play is and it, and they I was wondering if they're going to address this cuz in that game there are no weapons. And so you're not and they make, set in the movie they make the ground rule that you're not allowed to use anything as a weapon other than your fist. Other than your fist. Although they do kick and the one lady who I guess is not in the competition constantly
2: has her katana. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the perp, the the purple hair purple eye girl. I forget what her name is, but like they also have lots of backstory and this movie kind of goes into that a little bit, but I don't I know if they had enough budget to like develop the different characters I don't think the they budget,
0: have, the budget for this movie was 21 million dollars it grossed 7.5 million worldwide
1: I don't think they had a budget left because they blew it all on Jamie Lee Presley
0: <laughs> Probably
1: And then who was the guy that played her dad Kevin oh. Nash Oh yeah. See, they blew it all on Kevin Nash and her.
0: Yeah. And he's barely in the movie. Like four or five scenes.
1: And then Steve Howie, who is better known as Weatherby, who's better known as Kevin on
2: shameless.
0: Yeah. Who he's also, this had a decent cast. Like it had Suki from too fast, too furious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It has, it has three big names. It's got Devin Aoki, which is, she's big from too fast, too furious. Jamie Presley obviously was a big star. And this was like the height of Jamie Presley's career. Um, Not the movie, just chronologically. Um, And then uh, you got Big Sexy Kevin Nash to play basically himself as a wrestler. Yeah. Which is really funny that he plays her dad because the age difference can't be more than like five years. I'm looking it up right
0: now. Yeah, but it was actually kind of perfect casting.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not disagreeing. Like, there was a lot of good things here as far as the actors and actresses they got. And they stayed really close as far as, like, characters to the actual... Uh, source material and one thing that is kind of interesting that would have been nice to branch out is uh, he just went by Hayabushi but that is the same guy who was in the from Ninja Gaiden oh really
1: so uh, alright you Adam you said the age difference probably not five years for Jamie Lee Presley and Kevin Nash
0: Please, yeah, Julie Presley's probably older is what you're going to tell me.
1: No, no, no. Kevin Nash is. It's an 18-year age difference. He was born in 59, and she was born in 77.
0: So, oh, wow. Steve, I, Steve see, Nash I always think she's older. Steve Nash looks good for 75 well, years old.
1: I'm pretty sure he – yeah, well, I mean, he, he came out in 2007, and he was born in 1959, so somebody do that math real quick. He's 60.
2: He's 60 now. Yeah, and so she's only 42. He was, 40, he was 48
1: at the time. That means she was 30. Yeah, I you know this is. I remember when Jamie Lee Presley was the centerfold for Playboy, but that's.
2: Deep. <laughs> no, I remember. Beth I just remember she was an MTV uh, VJ, and she took over for Carmen Electra, I believe, is what happened.
1: Yeah, and, and then, then she
2: was in My Name Is Earl, but there was something before then. Yeah, I know her from My Name Is Earl, but was I, that
1: before or after Joe Dirt? Because she was big in Joe Dirt.
0: Or it, maybe I'm conflating. Was she in My Name Is Earl? I think so. Yeah, so she's she the blonde. Joe Dirt. Girl. I mean, Joe Dirt basically. My Name Is Earl, the movie.
1: Yeah, and then, but I remember that episode. I mean, that that episode, um, that issue of Playboy was like big when she was just like Joe Dirt
0: yeah I mean and this film was directed by Corey Yoon, who you've he's only really known for one other movie he's directed, which is the transporter. He's mostly known as a fight choreographer
1: which yeah, which makes sense which
0: was the crown jewel of this film
1: Yeah and transporter was excellent so
0: yeah I'll, I'm ashamed to admit I've never seen it, but I know it's something I would like.
1: the first one's really good. you can probably skip the other two, but the first one was like the best.
0: That's what I heard. I heard the other, the first one's the only one worth watching. But the, um, the, the whole thing. I, and Adam, I don't think you've ever watched the show, but CSI Miami. I feel like the whoever the cinematographer was had to have shot some of those episodes because <laughs> it was very like lens flarey and bright and sunny. And then, so so it was JJ J. Abrams before JJ J. Abrams. Yes, exactly. And then the the writer of the film, which that's the thing that surprises me. This movie shouldn't have, it's surprising that it flopped so bad, but it was written by the same writer who wrote pretty woman. And he was also the J. F. Lawton was also the creator of the VIP TV show with the, that Pam Anderson, like undercover spy episode TV show. Really? Yes.
1: Did he just like say, well, I wrote pretty woman. I got an Oscar. I can write anything I want now.
0: <laughs> you take, you take the guy who, who wrote, vip and then you take the director from the transporter you would think you'd get a better movie
1: <laughs> you would think so but there were some real cringy dialogue just yeah, like
2: but the fighting was amazing well yeah there was yeah the action scenes were um were surprisingly good considering it was all it was all basically the stars of the, the show obviously based on dead or alive's history it was were females um yeah. So yeah to get a good action scene starring females like if this came out today i think it would make money because of all the push yeah. for uh feminism um and you had a the star character is an asian woman
1: Right yeah she's so she the movie starts out and she's this princess who uh
0: So are we saying this movie's like a decade or too early?
1: Yeah yeah and she like she wants to go find her brother who is supposedly went to this Dead of Alive tournament and died or went missing, and they're like, if you leave, you will be shunned, and we'll send this purple haired girl to come kill you. And then well, they which, get, they get is, in a sword fight at the very beginning.
2: Yeah, I forget her name in the where she starts
0: running across the top of the soldiers. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I'm like, buckle up. I'm having fun.
1: <laughs> buckle up, buckaroo. Well,
2: the the purple hair, hair, purple eyed girl is like the leader of their army, but it's also Kasumi's like half sister. Yeah. Which uh, isn't explained very well. So the whole rest of the movie, the purple haired hair girl is like chasing Kasumi. Is it,
1: is it like Ioni or something like that? Yeah. Something. It's that because may-
0: she's gone. If you leave. The throne. You go. Um, what's the Japanese soldier term? Um, samurai. No, not samurai. Oh, she was the shinobi. Shinobi. You go, shinobi. It's oh, called,
2: that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When she was running over the backs, and then like she just threw the sword. I was like, oh, oh. Or this,
0: or the scenes where they would, they would like the the Asian people would do like would go in slow motion. Like the film was slow motion. They weren't actually going slow motion. Right. But they, they'd float through the sky throw up like little acupuncture needles and then like trigger point and and stab people in the back of the neck and make them paralyzed.
1: Yeah. Well, remember amazing. when uh remember when the princess jumps out and then like rips off her kimono and it's legit uh, a hang glider and like athletic wear. Yes. Oh yeah. Like she's just wearing it under her kimono, and then all of a sudden, a battering comes flying in. It's like you've been selected for dead or alive. <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to know who's they... deli- who's delivering those. Are those like via drone?
1: I don't know, but apparently. And then when they did, anybody else? Did they explain how they all got on the airplane, or was that just like a jump cut that they never? That explained? was a jump
0: cut. Although yeah. this film, I love the wipes, where instead of like just like fading into a new scene, it yeah, they do like star logo. wipes.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they never explain what the Dead or Alive tournament is until they actually get to the the main event the main area.
1: Yeah, they're like on the airplane. It's like uh, you all have to jump out to get to this tournament, by the way. See ya.
2: Which if you've ever started up a Dead or Alive game, there's always some like bullshit scene like that. Like in Dead or Alive Beach volleyball, they're all on a yacht.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about movies this movie has gotten better over time like when it came out obviously it was a flop and nobody it i mean it got like a. it has a 3.8 on imdb but um this was one where people always say movies don't age well what's the opposite of that Where the, it ages like a fine wine
1: oh yeah i don't know if this one's that though i mean because there are still some some parts where you're just like, it's It's fun. It's it's, it's, it's a fun movie. It was a fun movie. I had fun watching it for sure.
2: Yeah. And so you, you find out because I think Hayabusa is her brother. So you find out that there's some conflict between those two. Um, I think the next thing we should talk about as far as like memorable introductions to the cast is uh, Jamie Presley, which is, she plays the wrestler Tiffany right is that she's on
0: she's in the middle of the ocean on her yeah yeah because they're all getting their invitations via bettering that sticks (laughs) into their whatever yeah
2: and so she's just out there tanning and then she wants to work out like off the side of the boat and then her dad's calling which he's also they're both professional wrestlers like that's kind of a cool thing that they've uh kept with dead or alive but um so yeah so whatever she's like mad she doesn't want to go back and wrestle and then uh as she's fighting with her dad over the phone (laughs) <laughs> like these pirates she, try to steal pirate. her boat. Yeah. Yes,
0: and she beats the it, shit it, out of them. It's him. the you know the trope of eight men with guns. They but then somehow they one on one take her on, and no one thinks to shoot her. And then right. she beats them all, and they all go crying back to the. I like how
1: she place. kicks the one guy, and like he's just like stuck in the skylight or whatever. Yeah, and then after she beats the ass of everyone, and throws him in the ocean. He looks at her, and he goes. She goes, no, no, it's okay. And he's all nice. And then he's like, he points to the ocean. And he's like, she's like, yeah, you should probably. He just like jumps off and screams. He's like, ah <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then um the the British girl, is her name Darcy? You
0: mean they had names? No, I I think it was Darcy. You're
1: talking about the one that like the the sex one, the like the sex sells one. Yeah. Yeah, the, like she's the she's
0: the cat burglar.
1: Yeah, she's naked at the very beginning. She's like, can I put on my clothes first? And essentially seduces all the guys and kills them.
2: Yeah, Thanks. I've seen that scene before. I had no idea it was from this movie.
0: I've seen it too, so I, it must have been in a YouTube clip or something at one point.
2: Well, it's definitely memorable. Um, cause, so she like, kind of gets screwed over by that guy, Max, who was like, in the movie for whatever reason but never isn't a fighter. Um.
1: Well, he does kick that one guy's ass by hitting him in the balls a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: But uh, so that was a really good introduction, I guess. But it was like so out of left field from the rest of the movie because it's like a spy movie thing happening there. And right. So she's able, she gets she kicks the like the gun. And then as uh, she's naked, the bra falls just perfectly onto her boobs. And yeah, she goes no way, around no way, and kicks no ass. And then she's in the elevator and just her bra and panties, which is also a very Dead or Alive thing. Like, they have, like, 30 costumes from each character. And each, each yeah, and costume gets Yeah, in the free-to-play play and game, that's the last uh, thing you unlock for each character is their panty like, outfit. Yeah, their lingerie and Playboy outfits. She's
1: <laughs> literally wearing a bra and panties and stiletto heels. And she's just, like... Posing like a supermodel up against the edge of the, the elevator, and this old oh, man's looking at her.
0: That's the first part of the movie that I really had a problem with the elevator scene, because the old man that's in the elevator that she steals the overcoat from, there is yeah. no way that old man fits into a, a suitcase. Oh okay, <laughs> no, way. he would have had about eighteen broken bones. I think that was
2: funny. I think, and then she just hops onto the motorcycle, and yeah, that whole thing. I thought,
0: crazy. I honestly thought he was just gonna like. He, she was just gonna like he was gonna like the door was gonna open up and he was gonna have lipstick on his cheek or something and no coat. That's oh, what I expect. Like
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Not, not to see him stuffed <laughs> yeah, like a poison, a, a poison ivy thing.
1: Yeah. On today's episode of not, not things to do, old man gets murdered while shoved in a suitcase.
2: Yeah, and,
0: and to further, to kind of take a break from the the plot, to further illustrate the fact that the movie. It was just released way too early. Like it, it wasn't it would have been better off being made ten years later. It was released alongside the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer movie, which was a flop. Oh
1: yeah. The Nancy so
0: Drew bad. movie, which was a flop. Something called The Broken Road and Fido and Jerome Barabur Jerome. What? Exactly. <laughs> this movie made seven point five million and released amongst nothing. <laughs>
1: wow in June.
0: it was a summer movie it should have been a blockbuster hit but they didn't market it
1: right
2: so i think other than the ending the worst part of the movie is right after they land on the island and they don't have a map and yet they're just supposed to know where to go if you don't if
0: you don't make it to the buddha inside the buddha head by sundown sundown you're eliminated and so they land they all parachute out of the plane
1: and and they all land like super far to the left
2: yes and they and all I, climb. So there's the the crazy climbing scene, which yeah, so actually both of those scenes. <laughs> yeah, they're just like that, that. was kind of funny. We had to work together, and then they're just all just hanging on to each other. Yes, <laughs> and yeah.
1: so which, many, that's so many like dislocated shoulders and broken
0: broken bones. Yeah, and, and fractured everything. spines. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, the, maybe that's why that area at the end of the movie was so weak. Was because. <laughs> they weakened it they by weakened, climbing it they up.
0: weakened the architecture <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean it's
2: this weird pagoda
0: thing from god knows when that island was ever inhabited by someone besides some billionaire weirdo
1: yeah and you know i'm pretty sure it's all made of bamboo and even though that's strong when, when your people hang on it it's probably not gonna last long
0: yeah so then they kind of meet the ringleader and he goes, welcome to Dead or Alive. You will wear these wristbands and when it goes off, you have to fight the person and they all get like probed and injected, which is very video game-y. They y Their stats are like being tracked based on things they inject into their blood, which goes back to a trope that Dyer and I are very familiar with from Bargain bin anime. Where They're trying to steal their data. Where they steal their, the fighter's data that will be used against them later on. It it, uh,
2: definitely happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that happens. Yeah, especially in anime, it's about every single animated film that involves fighting.
1: I love how he, when he has like he steals other data, but he's wearing a pair of sunglasses with like a a receiver in the, and that's how he knows their moves. Like it's not downloaded into him; it's downloaded into a pair of cheap sunglasses with like a receiver
0: on them. He's got smart glasses that predicts the moves the fighter is going to make.
1: Yeah, and then Helena counter them. <laughs> yeah, Helena turns out to be the real hero after all.
0: And w- was that that was his assistant's daughter? The big Correct. bad guys' partner that he murdered was the, a daughter. His daughter was in the
2: competition. Right, because she, yeah, she asked to be in it.
0: What, what did like, you? What was your guys' opinion of the um, pervy guy that falls in love with Helena?
2: Weatherby. Weatherby, I think you. I think, you know, I mean... I it works out. She's kind of into it.
1: Yeah, eventually. Like, he makes a bumbling fool of himself at the bar, but then she's like, oh, you know what? That's kind of cute in a nerdy way. I'm going to give him a chance.
2: Was this before or after Steve Howey was uh, in that Reba McIntyre sitcom? I
1: will find that answer for I you. believe
0: after because...
1: Dinner line.
2: No, it was before. Hey. It was about the
0: same time because I I remember that my wife... Who was my girlfriend at the time would watch that show on reruns. In well, college, it which would have been after 2007.
1: So Reba ran from 01 to 07. So yeah, it would have been right before the end of it.
0: So that's why he looks so familiar to me. Yeah, well,
2: yeah. he's in Shameless. He's too. also in Shameless. He was the star quarterback. Yeah, Reba. but it's just funny because like in Reba, he's like a funny. He's in a comedy and he plays like the funny, uh, bumbling doofus jock. And then in Shameless, he's just uh, a dumb bar owner. He with plays a big cock. And uh, in this one, he plays a smart nerd, which is hilarious because he's never ever played that yeah, it's role the before. Complete opposite.
0: He <laughs> honestly looks like he's a someone playing a smart jock or a smart uh, smarty pants nerd in a porno, is what he looks like.
2: Well, he's so skinny.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, he's clearly yeah. like a model. So it was kind of comical that they were trying to make him look like a dweeb by just putting Clark Kent glasses on him.
1: Well, it's just funny because in Shameless, he's not at like he's not super skinny, but he's a guy got like some muscle mass on him. So you're just like, huh, this little nerd. Because when I was watching, I was like, this guy looks familiar. Where it's like, I know, I know him. And then I was like, oh, it's he's from Shameless.
0: Yeah. So I mean, what of out of all the fights, which one stands out the most to you guys?
1: I think the fight, and this is between. um the volleyball fight and not the volleyball but the beach fight with helena yes yeah Yeah, and the rain the
0: pouring rain fight that was the but and not just in like a sexy cat fight kind of way but in like a well choreographed.
1: yeah yeah and their fight and like uh spoiler alert helena gets the shit beat out of her she loses and then she's like i lost and weatherby's like well yeah but i watched the whole thing it's like, Ooh, that was creepy.
0: Yeah, Weatherby. That's where Weatherby introduces himself as a big fan. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, no, it's before, right? Because he goes to the bar and he like can't really talk to her, and then she's like randomly sitting over, and she's like, "Oh, Weatherby <laughs> or right. Wallaby, whatever his name is." Was it right before or right after? I don't know. There were I think adjacent it was,
1: scenes. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty close to each other.
2: Yeah. So Kasumi is like they're the backstory of like why they're there so kasumi is trying to figure out why her what happened to her brother and then um the british couple which they're kind of a couple that kind of aren't are trying to steal 100 million dollars from the island and uh prize
0: um, money they want to steal the prize money so they are kind of doing tiffany wants to be
2: taken serious as a fighter that she's not just a pro wrestler um, which is kind of interesting. I like the fight between where it's, it is kind of from Dead or Alive where they're just fighting on a platform. Whoever hits the water loses. But that was kind of like a, uh, just like a made up thing there to for comedy for Kevin Nash to just get beat up by a girl and fall into the water and lose. Yeah, yeah. But there was there were some pretty good scenes there. And I like how
1: she kicks him into the water. He does an enthusiastic thumbs up. He's like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's like, my daughter beat the shit out of me.
0: I think he threw the match, honestly. You think so? Yeah.
1: It yeah, makes sense.
2: But what was kind of got annoying is so most of the plot is all about this fight. And there's some background stuff going on. Um uh actually before we get to there, let's talk about so in the middle of the tournament, the four girls just decide to play volleyball. And who started that off? What, was it uh, uh-huh. Helena or was it the British girl? I, I think it was
1: Helena.
2: Okay, so they do that, and then somehow uh, Tiffany and Kasumi uh, team up. And that's going well, and Zach gets into it and somehow hops on the microphone, uh, wherever that came from. And then in the middle of it, <laughs> a ninja star pops the volleyball. Kasumi catches it, and she's like, oh shit, I gotta go, and just leaves. And then has, yeah.
0: a, has a bamboo fight in the woods.
2: Yeah, which that was. That was very interesting. I
0: know the physics of that bamboo. I need to study further because I'm pretty sure the like Chinese finger trap thing she does at the end is not physically possible.
2: No, now. where it's no. all like shredded up and she twists it up and gets the knife yes. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It, But it was fun. It was a fun sequence. That's what I mean. The, like, the fighting is comically like goofy, but it's fun.
2: Well, one thing I like is they take a lot of the arenas from Dead or Alive and, like, put it into a movie, and it made sense. So, like, the, the crazy thing is with these actors, they're, like, big-time stars, not really known for action, other than, of course, Kevin Nash. That's all he does. But um, they made it – the fighting was, like, really interesting and cinematic, and it was, like, kind of – It was that was, like, the, the best parts of the movie. Uh, some of the dialogue was, like, you know – just like like Zach always trying to get with uh, Tiffany, and Tiffany doesn't want to like even think about anything like that going on. And so she just kind of plays with him. And then uh, the plot starts to unravel rather quickly at the end of the movie. So you get to the final four. Yeah. Um, Ninja Gaiden is uh, trapped. Yeah, you think it's just going
0: to be a... Karate, like a cha- karate tournament kind of film, and it turns yeah, like into,
2: bloodsport with a twist ending.
0: Yeah, but then it turns into uh, they're evil, trained, scientist. evil
2: scientists. Evil scientists, because
0: they basically
2: they,
0: I mean the they the cat burglar and her boy figure out how to crack the code into the safe. So they're like, oh, we're gonna go get the money because Helena has a tattooed on the back of her neck. Yeah, which her dad did that, I guess, because he foresaw this happening. But you need a mirror in order to figure it out. But why would your dad why would the girl allow her dad to tattoo some random thing on her neck?
1: Maybe she like thought it would said eat pray love, but it said the code to the vault.
0: It would just numbers overlap
2: backwards. And yeah. well, and the Buddha head. Yeah, and <laughs> the
1: Buddha head. Maybe maybe the dad, maybe the dad had early onset dementia, and before he lost his mind, he tattooed it so he knew that's where
0: The money was he had had a rare form of dyslexia where everything was mirrored. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's always standing behind his daughter. Weird. Yeah. That was, it's one of those, this is definitely one of those movies. The more you try to think logically about it, it kind of breaks down.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. So anyways, it turns into somehow after the volleyball scene, the girls all kind of bond together. And so then they go looking for They become the
0: and they, they end up making the final 4 and then decide they're going to team up together they,
1: which, they yeah. all synced they all synced up. Yeah. Like the
0: one was like, "Oh, I need to go look for so and so." Hayabusa. Yes, I need to go look Ninja for uh, yeah, because we're in the final 4 together. Like that's the part that did not make sense. Like why yeah, are they all well, friends? Cuz
2: he was yeah, and so they were doing that and um, the British people were like trying to figure out the code to get to. And so it all just kind of goes crazy. They all get kidnapped somehow. <laughs> and uh, there's the, <laughs> the one thing that I thought was funny is they had like the male ninja, ninja clan above the stairs and the female ninja clan below the stairs. And it's Weatherby and Helena and Weatherby just kind of stands there until the end where Helena kicking everybody's ass. And then at the very end, after he gets thrown in the bushes uh, Wallaby comes out and knocks the guy out to save uh, Helena.
1: And he goes, and he goes, that hurt. Ow.
0: Yeah, he punched the guy in the face and broke his hand.
1: Yeah. What a loser.
0: So, I think it's about so, time that we talk about the uh, last bit, but before that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Let's give it up for the sponsors. So, <laughs> where we left off was all of the the final four have stumbled into the boss lair of the ringleader of the whole Dead or Alive tournament, and shock reveal, Hayati has been locked in a cage, basically.
1: I think it's Hayacha or Hi-Yah. Hitachi. Hitachi, that's what it is.
2: Hitachi. It's, it's Hayati. Mitsubishi.
1: Kia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Our, he's been locked in a cellar. Because he collected the data, and one of the rest of the and he, data, and he got he a haircut to lure all the other fighters, because he knew they were all going to bond over a nice
2: volleyball tournament. Did and he knew think,
1: like that was a forced haircut, or did he just ask for it one
2: day? I think he's he's like a lab rat. Yes. Oh, so forced.
0: So they collected all. They used him to perfect the data collection, which basically turns into basically just putting them in like a chirogenic state.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not
0: wrong. And then he wakes them all up. They're all in. All the four women are in cages.
2: Well, we kind of skimmed over but before the the fight starts. They all had like this invasive physical where they're all injected with uh, nano robots. That's how they call we we yeah but we didn't go into detail. We like, didn't go into detail. Like, <laughs> they've they've yeah, they a, in. They had a
0: very in depth physical. One that yeah, they and that's what,
2: uh, That's when what
1: this face, um, uh, whether Weatherby, like just perved out to helena he's like oh yeah (laughs) helena
2: yeah he basically came in his pants
1: yeah yeah
0: so yeah so they collected all the data he's got them so caged up caged up so why did he need them all caged up to download
2: the data yeah but
0: the data they'd already been collecting the
2: data hadn't they no no No, it it hadn't been downloaded into the sunglasses yeah because
1: Okay. The nanobots so, were injected into him, but he had to harvest the data.
2: Wait, you
0: mean, the, you mean the, the, data, the data trail that was left on this film was not very airtight and there was no plot holes at all? Right, <laughs> right. They get downloaded to these sunglasses, which... What, what is the, the, guy, the bad guy's name?
1: Donovan? Donovan, yeah.
0: Donovan puts on these sunglasses and he can basically, because of the data analytics and the sunglasses, he is able to predict what moves the fighters will use against him, and he uses that to beat the shit out of um, Hayati. You. Oh yeah, that was nuts. He was supposed yeah. to be the greatest fighter in the world, and was the, he literally beat the shit out of him? He beats the shit out of him. Then he go, then he turns on some lights and goes, "Thank you, potential buyers." And Thank then he like. A-
1: he uses like an old flip phone. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't old. Well, yeah, no, it was like an old Nokia flip phone uh, for like the, the data transfer and everything.
0: Yeah, and so they all—all all these potential buyers that are Sky, that skyped in to view this fight—go, "Ooh, those glasses work!" I think of all the evil doing my <laughs> my bad, uh, all my minions could do for me if I had that ability to predict what fighters are going to use against me. But then that that also leads me to believe isn't it only good against those five fighters? Yes. So that's the part that it's like, okay, so they can stop these five people. So what? Those glasses seem pretty worthless.
2: <laughs> well it also predicts the it also predicts the movement because you have all the different fighting styles. And so after you've uh, had them go at you for a while for like a few moves, it can then predict and adjust okay
0: this is this is something i've been dying to ask you how much would you pay for that ability
2: 20 bucks (laughs) yeah well we're not uh a terrorist organization or a government so it doesn't really do anything for us
0: (laughs) but but as our as our dad would say it's a business in a box or in this case it's a terrorist organization in a box you give this to a bunch of mortal Mortal Kombat, <laughs> karate athlete, karate fighters. You give us a bunch of MMA athletes, and you've got yourself a a terrorist organization in the box.
2: Yeah, but you can't you can't wear sunglasses while you fight. That's,
0: That's the flaw. True. Yeah, you you would think they'd at least be like uh, Rex pa- or like, contact lenses. Maybe Horace Grant goggles.
2: <laughs> they can be contact lenses. It would make a lot more sense no, than no, those contact. No.
0: An army of Horace Grants. <laughs>
2: It would make more sense. It was contact lenses for practical purposes, but from visual effects standpoint, you need it to be something you can see. Right.
0: For all you millennials out there, Horace Grant was a '90s NBA player that was well known for wearing goggles.
2: We are millennials. Uh, like that's such a dumb thing to say.
0: Okay, yeah. all you Gen Zers. There we go. <laughs>
2: um. So I don't. Re- so, what, Max, Weatherby, and um helena all team up somehow to try to save them and then who's pushes a self-destruct like when does that happen
1: uh donovan sets it like th- that's right before he goes to fight helena or helena and she's like what a shame you didn't download my moves and like
0: because kinda- they contacted the cia yeah uh, yeah whether
1: we then- sent an email to the cia he's like <laughs> i'm just gonna
0: the CIA. Yeah, he literally goes to like CIA.gov mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and notifies the CIA, who are you know immediately know this is a legitimate threat.
1: You think oh, they should have it in? You think they just have an intern monitor in the inbox and it's like, uh guys?
0: Yeah, so at the very end the movie, the plot is very simple until like the last like twenty minutes of the film, and then the whole movie goes off the rails.
2: Yeah, the everything about this movie was like, I don't know why this is so bad. And like the climax is really good, and then the ending is just goes straight down off a cliff. Makes yes, no sense. The other thing that I wanted to point out is Did throughout you guys stay the whole for the movie credit scene? Yes. throughout the whole movie helena is just is rollerblading everywhere right and then when it comes to like the major scenes no rollerblades at all
1: yeah it doesn't make any sense like commit to it
0: it was like they're test marketing uh dead or alive extreme sports
2: yeah kind of yeah so somehow they're all trying to get off the island well, he says, "Oh my guy, God, we only have ten seconds." And while well, yeah, that's the, happening, that's the they are that's falling the down the self, the the, self, the, the Buddha statue. The self destruct
0: lasts like like it literally gives them like twenty seconds, and the twenty seconds in movie time is about seven minutes.
2: And she, they're all falling down on the ladder, and Donovan's like, "Yeah, those ladders, like those ladders it, don't break." Same from the, it's the same <sighs> They Seen don't. from the beginning of uh, Dead or Alive when they're all climbing it, but now they're all falling down.
0: Everything else that's there it, that's a thousand years old crumbles when someone like sneezes on it. But those ladders, you can fall from 50 feet and they just like springboard you back up to the next level right. of the pagoda that's falling so what apart. What
2: happened to uh, Ayani, the purple ninja?
0: Like, she ended up being there at the pagoda and kind of... Her, like,
2: her and Hitachi like...
1: Start making out and go. She realizes
0: him. she realizes her her ex her lover that she thought had died and became a uh, shinobi was actually captured, and so she forgives As everybody.
1: He, he got an invite to DOA, and but left and became a, uh, a shinobi. But anyway,
2: yeah. And also, before we wrap up. One of the most disappointing things is Rio Hayabusa has a very long video game series himself as him being a total badass ninja, but he gets captured like almost immediately when he goes up the stairs. Wait, so that really is in.
0: that really is the guy from Ninja Gaiden. Yes. That's insane. He that he got relegated to the Dead or Alive franchise.
2: Well, he's he has his own uh, video game. I think the last thing video game that was released was um they remastered it for Xbox. Like they redid it completely, and Wait, so it's like is he it's also the same
0: guy in the video game Shinobi.
2: No, that's Sega. That's t- completely different. Uh. So, yeah. That's, Anyways, as the island's exploding, they find find like a like a. Like they a shoot. Shoot. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they go straight. And everybody to the else ocean.
0: just jumps into the ocean off the pagoda.
2: Max stole the cash, right? No.
0: No, they end up with like a $5 bill.
1: <laughs> he's like, the money. And like, he's like, dude, we're gonna blow up. You don't need the money.
2: Yeah, so he only steals like $10,000, right? It's like one little roll. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, th- so that, that plot fo- falls falls completely to the wayside. And so does the best fighter in the world thing. And all they do is survive and Donovan dies.
0: Yeah, um, you know what would have been great is if the guy didn't hit self destruct. Then his plan would have worked.
1: Donovan gets uh, frozen by. Uh,
0: and how did they all know? They're all like going to this helicopter that nobody know. Like they all intrinsically know where to flee, and then don't, and then nobody actually flees.
1: Donovan gets like paralyzed by acupuncture from like the main ninja lady, uh, the princess Kasumi. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kasumi, and he literally is stuck there. That's so he can't move. And he
0: blows up. And so the, uh, I mean, that's basically the movie. They all survive in the water, and they're on a boat. And after the post-credit, um, the um, middle-of-nowhere yacht pirates show up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They see and Tina, and uh, they basically piss themselves.
0: Yes, and they but, realize that they're screwed, and they get a real boat and drive away.
2: Yes, and then the everyone's cars. making out with everyone except for Tina's left alone.
1: And then they go back to uh, high up, Masha's or Shinobi's or whoever's. Um, um, what um call it? They yeah, their palace. The palace, and then like they all get surrounded,
2: like they're gonna fight.
0: It's the four main women all fight, take on because they're all Shinobis, and so they all.
2: Yeah, come. Yeah, that, that was that didn't make any sense. It, all of a sudden, it completely changed, changed genres, that changed movies. It has well, nothing to do with *Better Alive*, and it who, becomes like, um, like a *Charlie's Angels* thing.
1: I wonder if they were like planning for a sequel, regardless. Um, and then.
0: Yeah, and they retake the throne or something. Yeah, something by, like by that. By way of tournament, they all get captured. Then they have a tournament, and they for they <laughs> all win.
1: And then obviously bombs, so they didn't make a sequel.
0: Yeah, it lost fifteen million dollars.
2: Yep. But, so, I guess it 's time for final thoughts yeah, yeah I agree uh, yeah,
0: I think, um on a scale of one to ten Buddha head vaults, because we didn 't really say that, but the money was kept in a vault that was inside buddha 's head, so in, on a scale of one to ten Buddha head vaults, Adam, how do you rate dead or alive
2: yeah, so I like the, a lot of the cast is good, the character development is is fairly strong, I think, for an hour and twenty minute movie. It stays very close to the source material. You get the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball uh, in there. You have some semblance of the tournament. And they did the fighting really well. And compared to the other movies based on fighting games, which is very hard to do, especially from uh, the 1990s, Mortal Kombat, I think, sucked. (laughs) So did Street Fighter. So this is better than that. And just Dead or Alive, at the time this was made, wasn't that popular. And... It has a terrible ending. The movie just doesn't really end. It just kind of like there's self destruction and it's over. Uh, So you don't get any of the the big things weren't wrapped up nicely or in a good way. Um, So out of (laughs) ten Buddha heads, uh, it's a six and a half. It would be like a nine, or, or not nine, but like an eight and a half if they actually finished the story. I love that Kevin Nash was in this playing a wrestler. That's pretty cool. And there was some good dialogue that was kind of uh, comedic with uh, him and Tina Armstrong. And also when she's in the be- in the bed sleeping with uh, Christy, and they're just sleeping. Yeah, uh, totally dead or alive humor there. So yeah, it, it's okay. Six and a half.
0: Okay, Ryan, how many?
2: So,
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're not expecting a whole lot out of it, and you just want a purely entertaining action movie, this is this is the movie for you. Or you know, if you just don't focus too much on the dialogue, just watch the fighting and everything. Um, kind of what Adam said. The ending was just like they're like, eh, should we wrap this up? And like, no, uh, we all got something to do. Fuck it, let's just end it. <laughs> um, that being said, yeah, I, I'd give it about. You know, I was going to go six and a half, but I don't want to copy. I'll put it at about 6.7 boot heads out of, uh, out of 10. It was an entertaining action film. Uh, it had some fun moments, but the ending just sucked.
0: Yeah, I um, basically would like to reiterate what the two of you have said. This is ex- if, you, if all you knew about this film was that it had a budget of $21 million, was written by the writer from VIP, and was directed by the director from Transporter. Uh, this is exactly what you would expect. The action was amazing. Fun. It was fun to watch. It was a fun film. I would actually recommend this to people if they were looking for just something fun to watch and not one. You, you literally do not need your brain. You need about the brain of an eight year old to watch this. Uh, I'm going to give this a 6.75 out of 10 Buddha heads. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. But um, next week's film, what are we watching next week? Or excuse me, the next episode, which will be two weeks from now.
2: We had talked about Threat Level Midnight.
0: We had talked about Threat Level Midnight, which is a the fifth short film based on – or created from the office um, we may be vetoing that um, but you can follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash nerdjackblog 3-3 and we will be sure to post the actual pick there it may end up being threat level midnight but uh, yeah I don't know if it will be or not
1: stay tuned for not next week but the week after to see if it is threat level midnight
0: or follow us on twitter
1: <laughs> and you'll or nerd, find out sooner or non nerdjackblog.com Yep. We have we'll have,
0: or we would love your suggestions. Tweet us and let us know what you would like us to view. Thanks for listening to another episode of NerdJack Cinema Talk. We are now available on all your favorite podcast apps. Please write a review and help spread the word. Your, visit our blog at nerdjackblog.com or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com nerdjackblog33. Until next time, avoid functions that deliver their invitations via we
1: Will do.